Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along on this Wednesday afternoon. Joined by the ABC 10 Sports guys, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hoefling. These two are playing GM. I'm shocked at how heartless and cruel you guys are to each other. You're trying to swindle each other blind just to win in fantasy football. I thought you were nice guys. Hey, if we don't win, we're the sports guys, so keep that in mind. Like <laughs> We're going to lose pretty... our jobs if we don't win in fantasy. We've got to look pretty bad, so we yeah. got to do something. I mean, we have Dan Callahan winning our league right now. You know how bad that looks? <laughs> Dan doesn't know sports, my friend. I'm just going to be honest. Hey, he's learning, though. He actually knows who the Buffalo Bills quarterback is now. Is that so, right? Yeah. He yeah, knows who Josh system. Allen is. Yeah, he's learning He's learning a couple things. All right. Well, he's starting to make things work. But, you know, who else is starting to pick up a little steam is me, up to number two in the power rankings. Yeah, yep, because yep. I didn't just beat Tyree Smith this weekend. I blew his doors off. So that's my revenge tour here, Tyree. Mm, we got to talk about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. In, in, I didn't think you were going to mention that in the one. Newest, okay. In the newest power rankings, Tyree has dropped to fifth. Uh, Tanner has come up to second. I have come up to third. But Dan sits at first still. That's a, that's absurd. <laughs> that's absurd. Okay. I mean, wow. Dan has by far scored the most points in the league this year. It's, it's Ow. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. Like... It's just crazy to think about that because he traded away Deshaun Watson, he traded away Zach Ertz, he traded away like all of his best players, mm-hmm. and he's still scoring 150 a week. He has yet to have a single week scoring less than 145. That's ridiculous. I'm, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna get him to give me a back. That's what I need. Didn't he trade Deshaun Watson to you? Yeah, and then you trade him to me. Yeah, because I needed because I needed a running back because, <laughs> and we'll get to this later. Austin Eckler is not gonna be the starter in Los Angeles for much longer, but. I have Eckler in all three of my leagues, and mm. I mean, ouch. you, you said, well, I mean, it's not ouch. I mean, obviously he was great running it's back. Ouch. Uh, I mean, running back three for the, through the first four weeks because he's going to have at least one more week where he is insane and gets an incredible amount of value. Do you believe that, or are you just hoping that somebody who's in our league is listening and they want to trade? Well, either way, <laughs> I'm, if I can get like a top twenty wide receiver or a top twenty uh, running back, I would most definitely take that. Right. I will give you. Calvin Ridley or Tyler Boyd? Yeah, I would consider Tyler Boyd. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll consider that. But right now, like I have Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Cooks. Those um, are my three. Those, Ridley, those are my three receivers. Like Tyler Boyd, I feel like is good enough to get in that mix, but uh, Calvin Ridley's definitely not. Not this year. Yeah, he's not doing too well. We're off to a flying start here. We all just have our own jobs, and we just do such a bang-up job with it. <laughs> Basically. I tell you what, we got a lot to get to today. I'd had my little revenge tour. I'm not going to push it any further. But, Mike, it's time for your revenge tour because last night the Washington oh, Nationals boy. clinched a playoff spot on their home field, and they did so with a 6-5 victory over the Philadelphia Phillies and your favorite outfielder in the National League. Yes, and you know what's even sweeter? Hunter Strickland pitched in that game. <laughs> Former San Francisco Giant, yes, he gave up a home run. But no, it doesn't matter, because all that matters is the dub, as I've said on the show before. And yes, it feels really good, because I told you, Rachel, I told you everybody in Major League Baseball news, I said the Phillies would not make the playoffs, because Bryce Harper is not a dependable star, you will never win a championship with Bryce Harper leading your team, and now you stuck with him for not just this year, but 12 more years following this year. Ah, that feels good. It feels like when Alex Smith led the Chiefs to the playoffs after Colin Kaepernick couldn't do it with the Niners. It just feels good. It's one of those predictions that everybody called me stupid for, and I was just so right about it. It feels incredible. Oh my gosh, you don't know how this feels. You just wind him up and let him go. 
Mm, yeah, basically. <laughs> don't 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 knock Colin Kaepernick. All right, good hey, quarterback. You you know you know my feelings on Cap. It's just it, I I do believe he should be in the league. I believe he's good enough to be in the league, but not for the price he's asking. And uh, the. It was it was never about Colin Kaepernick being a bad quarterback. It was about people saying that Alex Smith was definitely the one that should have that should have been kicked out of San Francisco. That's what I was upset about. I'm not opening this can of worms. Yeah, Don't okay. do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we have Pickham for Week Four. But first, our results from Week Three. The standings, by the way, I went five and zero, oh, so I'm tied for the lead Dang. once again. Okay, ten and five overall with Jake Durant. Ryan is eight and seven. You both are seven and eight. Your picks from last week. I you, picked it up. You were all you, you have picked it up after yeah. a one and four start. You're getting there. You're, you're starting to move away from the hot takes, and you're picking the conventional stuff. Well, well, what did I do that was a hot take in week one? I said the Steelers over the Patriots. I think that was the hottest take I had. It probably was. Mm, yeah, I'll have yeah, to go yeah. back and revisit a few of those. But I tell you what, these are the picks from last week. You both agreed on Tennessee, New England, Houston, and Chicago. Michael picked the Rams. Tyree picked the Browns. So here's what we have. For week four, we got the Thursday night game, Philadelphia at Green Bay. What do you guys think? (laughs) Green Bay. (laughs) Yeah, Green Bay. It is going to be Green Bay. I'm going with the Packers as well. I don't even think we need to dive into that all that much. You have a struggling Eagles team that's disappointed so far. They're injury-riddled against a Packer team that is led by an outstanding defense at home. Understatement. Understatement. Injuries is an understatement. I tell you what, how about the Sunday early game in the afternoon? We've got the Redskins at the Giants here in ESPN-UP. Daniel Jones gets I am the second win. A believer. Hey. I am a believer in Daniel Jones. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. That so defense for the Redskins isn't as good as it was last year, so I feel like Daniel Jones is actually going to have a field day. All right, so we're all unanimous on the Giants beating the Redskins at the Meadowlands Sunday afternoon. The late game Sunday afternoon, you've got the greatest quarterback in the NFL, and his Jacksonville Jaguars okay, yep. going into Denver. Taking on <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> I just picked up Garner Minshew in a fantasy league today, not the one I'm in with you guys. And we can just cancel that league right now. They're done. Over. They're done for. Yep. Is, no is Gardner Minshew taken in our league? I don't know. Don't Tyree, you do Tyree, it. I see Tyree, Tyree picking Tyree, up his Tyree's phone. about to check. Do not go uh, grab him. I will <laughs> flip out. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm about to go through right now. Um, Tyree's breaking my heart for that revenge tour. Well, just that matchup alone, I think that Jacksonville has the edge because they have similar offenses where mm-hmm. it's like no real superstar. Like the biggest superstar on offense for either of those teams is Emmanuel Sanders, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, like how much of that is uh, – how much – is he going to make a difference, especially when he's guarded by Jalen Ramsey? Mm-hmm. Two, well, if he plays. Yeah, two deep. Adam Schefter says it'd be an upset if he does. Well, even even if Jalen Ramsey doesn't play, who's he get then? A.J. Bouye? Mm. Like, that's still a very, very, very good corner. Okay. So, I feel like that it's just going to be a defensive effort. Gardner Minshew has shown that he can be electric at some times. I mean, he put up 20 on Tennessee, who's also a pretty good defense. I'd, I'd say arguably better than Denver. Okay. So... Unless Denver can put up 20, which I doubt they'll be able to do against arguably the best defense in the league, not named Chicago, I'm going with Jacksonville. All right. All right. I respect that. I also picked Jacksonville. What about you, Tyree? Mm, Denver's deep offense is yeah, it is not doing too well. Emmanuel Sanders, of course, is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Lindsay's good too, but yeah, but he is good. But he, I mean, he's on track to get a thousand yards. But I mean, like only so much you can do with Joe Flacco just as your quarterback. <laughs> oh my goodness, they should throw in Drew Luck. Can but. we go back to that? Uh, there, there's no Saquon this week. 
There is no Saquon this week. Oh my gosh! Is that, that making you rethink? It's making, it's, New York it's, it's making me rethink it, man. Like Case Keenum's been good this year. I'm a believer in Terry McLaurin as well. Okay. Uh, as long as Vernon, Vernon Davis doesn't keep trying to hurt old man Ty Teo's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Why'd you have but, to go there? <laughs> I saw I saw I saw it somewhere, and I thought that's so funny. Um, but I I do think Washington is better than their record indicates. I think they're better than their own three team. That is true, but I still don't. I I believe they got too much hype. But yeah, Dan, right and now and, well, now also it's a full week for the Redskins to prepare for Daniel Jones. But really, how much are they going to be able to do with that defense? Ah, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, Case Keenum throwing how many interceptions on Monday? That's against Chicago, dude. Dude, it doesn't matter. They should start doing Haskins, but I don't know. No, I, 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 I ride this Giants train right now. You know what? Everybody's going to go with the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in last place. I, I'm tied for last place. This is what got you in last place. <laughs> no, no, this isn't a hot take. I feel like this isn't a hot take, but I'm going to switch my pick to Washington. All right. So Michael is going with Washington. If Saquon was playing, would it be the Giants? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Going to go Jaguars, though. Going to go Jaguars. All right. So we're almost unanimous. Mm-hmm. How about the Sunday night game? Fun one. We've got Dallas at New Orleans. Don't don't do I have to speak on this? <laughs> you don't have to, but if you want to go on record saying you're a homer and you believe the Saints, I'm kidding with you. I picked the Saints too. You picked? Yes. Oh my gosh! Definitely. What? Why? All right. Because uh, Cowboys are hot, but they haven't played an actual defense yet. This is right. going to be the best defense they've played. That's fair. So far, but right? What's it going to take? What are the Saints? What are the Saints' strengths on defense? Mm, right now, our, our D line is doing right. a lot so it's gonna better. Be, it's going to be stopping the run. Front seven's a lot better. Yeah, we were number uh, we were tied for first last year and stopping the run. Right now, I think we're three. Um, yeah. So it'll be tough against Zeke last year when we played the Cowboys. It was kind of a uh, it was kind of rough. I don't know. Our prepare, preparation was not good, and Zeke ran all over us. But this but, year, right? It's it's going to come down to Prescott and his connection to Cooper, and Gallup is still hurt, right? Gallup is still hurt. He's hurt for this week. Yeah. yeah. So he's. Why'd you even ask me? He asked me for advice. He's like, who should I start, Gallup or Marquise Brown? No, not start. Um, Dan wants to trade. Oh, Dan wants to trade. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I would totally make that trade. Gallup was the best receiver when he was healthy for for Dallas. Mm. I thought you were saying who should I start. All right. No, e- no, either no, way, no. it's going to come down to how well Cooper can uh, can do, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm I feel like Yeah, but I feel like if that's the case, the Saints probably know that. And if that's the case, they're just going to double and triple Amari Cooper cuz who else are you going to throw to? Jason Witten? Yeah, we're going to leave him open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to leave him open. We don't worry about him. Yeah. Um so I, I really feel like the Saints just match up too well with Dallas. And as much as I think Dallas is the better team, I think that the Saints just play them too well. So that is your long-winded way of saying you agree with us. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I guess. I want to, like, part of me wants to say the Cowboys just because I think they're the better team, but... We're also home, dude. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's pretty tough. Yeah. In the like, I, I don't trust Teddy. I just don't. You don't You don't have to trust him. We do. Sean Payton made the perfect scheme for him last week, and it was not too long of throws. Dump it off to Kamara, rely on our backs, and... Michael Thomas, look for him on the out routes because he's going to be there. Yeah. Nice little catch. It was, first down, first it was basically four-man football. Only four people on that team really did anything <laughs> the entire game. Exactly. Bridgewater, Kamara, Thomas, and Traquan Smith. Hey, you got to give credit to the Traquan line. Traquan barely. Uh, Jared, Jared Cook had a bad week the yeah, week he before. Did. He, just, he was dropping passes, but he'll be fine this week. Teddy's going to open up the playbook a little more now that he's home. He's a little more comfortable in the offense. 
two weeks to prepare. He's uh, two weeks to be the starting quarterback for the offense. It's going to be good. It's going to okay. be good. We're going to open okay. it up. We're going to throw it down deep to Ted Ginn, and it's over. All right. Fair enough. Monday night football. We've got 0-3 Cincinnati at 0-3 Pittsburgh. Oh, God. I don't even <laughs> want to watch it. Okay. James Conner is going to have a day. The emphatic fist pump on the table. Well, yeah. Cincinnati has been so bad against the run this year. And you can you can be sure that Mike Tomlin wants to rely on James Conner with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. So it's going to be James Conner central. He's going to get 25 rushes for 145 yards and two scores. That. Wow. Mm, I don't know about that one. Man, might do that. But you know what? This is the one where I'm going to be channeling my inner hot take, Mike. I'm going to go Cincy in this one. What makes you say Cincy? I like the way that Andy Dalton's throwing the football right now. He's only throwing the football because he's in garbage time. Mm, I I don't know about that. Really? No, I don't think that you get uh, second in the NFL in passing yards just by throwing in garbage time. Two words for you. Blake Bortles did the exact same thing. Top five in the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. I think he actually led the league. Yeah, but he wasn't as bad as people made him out to be last year. He no, was the no, scapegoat no, well, it, it, for Jacksonville disappointment. That wasn't the case last year. It was the case like the second year of his career or something like that. But he, he had the most pass attempts because they were always in garbage time. I think it was, but these are yards. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about yards, too. This wasn't the year they went to the AFC Championship. No, no, no. This is, this is way before that. This okay. is like three years before that. Okay. But yeah, mm, I'm saying I'm that. saying I'm saying it's possible, and I'm saying I'm saying that it is possible for a really bad team to have really good statistics because of garbage time. And I'm not. I'm, I think Cincy is better than 0 and 3. I mean, they they've looked all right. John Ross has really stepped into a nice role. When AJ Green comes back, Joe Mixon has had a bad start, but he'll pick it back up. So I think they're better than that. But at the same time. They haven't shown that they're coming out of it yet. So I'm going to go with the Steelers in this one. All right, let me give you a different reason besides Andy Dalton, something non-Andy Dalton related for picking Cincinnati. They've impressed me more, and they've played teams better. You look at their schedule so far, and they played the Seahawks, and they played them within two points. They got destroyed by the 49ers, who are a 3-0 and team, and they played Buffalo, another 3-0 and team, to four points. Pittsburgh really hasn't played anybody close. I mean, they did play San Francisco kind of close, but San Fran could have blown that wide yeah, open if they took you care and of I were talking, their own worst yeah, enemy. You and I were talking about that before the game. The mm-hmm. fact that the Niners won that game despite turning the ball over five times, including three times in their red zone, is phenomenal. Yeah, could have been way worse. I'm going to go with, with Cincinnati in this one. I'm sticking with my pick. That's fair. Mm, Steelers are home? Steelers are home. Yeah, we'll go Steelers. All right. So those are our picks for this week. I've got Green Bay, New York, Jacksonville, New Orleans, and Cincinnati. Tyree, Green Bay, New York, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Pittsburgh. Michael, Green Bay, Washington, Jacksonville, New Orleans, and Pittsburgh. Pick them as we play every week here on the Sports Pen. Let's take our first time out. We'll get into some actual sports when we come back. Who are the top three teams in the NFL three weeks in? That's next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner, Tyree, and Michael with you. Glad to have you along this Wednesday afternoon. Hey, don't forget tomorrow, Sports Pen on the Road will be live from the Calumet Coliseum for Craft Hockeyville. We will have a few guests on. We're going to have one really special guest, and it's going to be a surprise until tomorrow. Be Mm. sure to tune in. It's going to be a fun one, though. I promise you that. If you follow hockey, you know who this is going to be, and we're going to preview tomorrow night's Red Wings and Blues contest. You guys going up for Craft Hockeyville? I am. He is. He is. I'll be staying here. You look like you're jealous. You want to come up. 
Uh, it'll get me out of it'll get me out of uh, Marquette for a little bit. So yeah, it would it would be too bad. But it's I, all right. I have a date with Mr. Lord Stanley. You know it's gonna what? be great, man. Have fun because when the, you get back, I got a lot of work for you, man. <laughs> it's uh, the three oldest cups in hockey are there, right? Yes, it's gonna be so cool. I'm excited for it. The cup's been up there since Monday. It'll be on display tomorrow. We'll have the media event, what have you, and there'll be some fun guests coming on throughout the day. Plus the game tomorrow night. We're gonna have. Uh, coverage of all that tomorrow on the Sports Pen 4 Eastern 3 Central from Calumet. It's my hope you join me. You guys know what today is? It is One Hit Wonder Day. Okay. Yeah. Really? You guys have a favorite One Hit Wonder? Daniel Powder had a bad day. Who? <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's a good one. That what is, is a, that. Uh, so you had day. Oh no! Okay, uh, no, stop this! This is awful! <laughs> this is terrible radio. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's I thought you guys were gonna go with the sports aspect and say someone like Peyton Hillis, but oh, 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 oh! If you want to talk about one season wonders, then Peyton, yeah, wow. Peyton no, Hillis. Brian Hartline, then Brian Hartline. Oh man. Okay. Then who can I? David Tyree. The helmet catch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. His whole seat—he didn't really have that great who, of a who, who was season. The guy, who was the guy for the Seahawks? Uh, Preston Williams or whatever his name was, who had like 200 yards, made his first ever catch in the Super Bowl, and went on to have like 200 yards receiving in that game. Wasn't it, it number 83, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he would have. They a, lost one that hit game. wonder as they, a they, season. They lost that game by the what, way. One hit wonder in any context. Really? Okay. Anything. Okay, and you were right about the David. Travis Tyree. Travis Ishikawa. Travis Ishikawa. Now that's a name. Hit a walk. Hit a walk off home run in the NLCS to send the Giants to the World Series in 2012. Mm. But that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's all um, he ever did. I'm thinking of basketball now. Wow. Uh, I got to switch it up. Ooh. One hit wonder. Raul Ibanez. Raul Ibanez. You mean the Giants' next manager? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that actually. <laughs> Raul Abanez. Really? Uh How long was Lasting's Millage in the league? Ooh, he had I like, like one league. really good season, then yeah. a few subpar years. Oh, oh, oh! Mm. Bryce Harper. <laughs> wow, that doesn't count. No, no cut disrespect. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey! One hit wonder turned into three hundred thirty million. So, uh, amen. I'd be a one hit wonder for that. Yeah, That's no, I, I'd be less than a one hit wonder. I would do nothing for that. All right, then you can say Jimmy Garoppolo off of winning no, five yeah, games. Yeah, no, he would say no. Cam Newton if he said any quarterback yeah, was a Cam Newton, wonder. absolutely. I don't share that view with you. I think Kyle Allen is going to, as as the memes have said, make Panthers fans forget about Cam Newton. Really? Cam Newton had no touchdown passes. Yeah, he had none. Kyle Allen had four. That's pretty tough. I ain't going to lie. All right, fair. Okay, then you can also you can say Blake Bortles, um, the AFC Championship. Year, okay. Because yeah. then he got an extension. I think it was like three, four years, 50, 60 something mm-hmm. million, something like that. You got me thinking about NBA, and I'm trying to think of the biggest that's NBA what, one hit wonder. That's what I'm trying. And to I think can't of. think of one. Um, uh, wait, Derrick Rose? No, excuse me. Like he had the MVP year, but then ever since then, it's just been downhill. That's disrespect. Nah, don't do that. Go to the penalty box. <laughs> really? I'm, well, I'm two a... minutes in the box. All right. What Sorry. was um? Uh, I was about to say. What about um? Kevin going. Kevin Durant was drafted. Who was the other guy that that um that was drafted before him? Greg Oden. That would, don't you want to count that? Can you count that? I don't think he was ever good. In the, was, I don't think he ever was a wonder was in the Was Darko Milicic ever I mean, good? in college basketball. No, nah, he was just a bust. Okay. I don't know if he was ever good in the NBA either. He was never a wonder. 
Mm, okay. Um, I'm stuck on how about, this. Well, ugh, no, he was still good for a couple years, but I wanted to say Yao Ming. Yao like Ming? He, no, Jeremy Lin. Oh, there, yeah, there, that's there, a good there, one. That, that, Jeremy it. Lin. That's the one. There we go. I forgot about him. Yeah, Although he's won, one. what, like three straight finals now? No, that's Pat McCaw. That Jeremy, is Pat McCaw. Jeremy Lin did win his first finals this yeah, year. One before. Okay, one thank before you. He had, some, he had some great highlights in the final when he was <laughs> when he was in for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Here's one that any of my Notre Dame listeners might know. All, however many Notre Dame fans live up here, there's not many. But Jonas Gray, do you guys remember him? He played for the Patriots. Yes, like six years ago. Yes, yes. and he had one the game. running back. The running back. He had like two hundred yards against the Colts defense. That was awesome that year. And then we never heard from him again. Yeah, okay. Jonas that's Gray. Basically, that's basically the Patriots running backs nowadays. Anyway, <laughs> that's fair. Okay, you can also say Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen. You can name, just name a Patriots running back. He was. A, he was Rex a Burkhead. He's, still, he's constantly doing... Not really. He's man. consistent. He's like number four on their death chart. He's been doing it better than Sony Michelle. I mean, maybe. But still, Sony Michelle's number one on their death chart. Who like, is the Patriots' best running back since Tom Brady's been there? Like, they've done this with okay running their backs. Their best... Like, if you want to talk just pure, like, based on stats, LeGarrette Blunt when he led the league in r- r- wow. rushing touchdowns. And Brady's still able to win all those titles with Garrett Blunt well, it, as his best running well, back. Well, it's become like a whole thing, and I've no, tried, I know what you mean. I, I've, I've tried to say that for I've tried to say this for years now, but a running back is not vital to winning a title. It never has been, uh, at least not for not since the forward pass became a common thing. Just because you need a good quarterback, but running backs, when it comes to committees, just having the right running back for the right situation seems to be doing so much better. In fact, if you take a look at the past. Five to ten Super Bowl champions. How many of them had a lead back? I'll tell you who: the Seahawks. That's it. When Eli won, when Eli won um, Super Bowl, Brandon Jacobs and Madison Hedgecock. Okay, yeah, that those Brandon Jacobs was a good back. He was all right, but he wasn't anything special. Okay, but if you look at it, you need to have a solid back. In order to, it depends on who's the quarterback. Not everybody's Tom you, Brady. You, okay. So if Dak Prescott's in the Super Bowl, he's how, gonna do, need. Do you, know, like, do you know how many when the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Do you know how many running backs got carries or receptions that game? That is fair. Okay, that's a good one. I got a few other Giants running backs. Ahmad Bradshaw. There he yeah. is. Yeah. Number forty-four. That's the other. one. <laughs> I was the compliment. Back James Finn. Yeah. Ooh, it's okay. it's yeah. okay. Yeah, all those guys, man. I was th- I was trying to find out who's the other. Another guy. Patriot running back. You guys made me think of another one-hit wonder, Lawrence Maroney. Mm. Like 2007. Ooh, another another one hit wonder, not Patriots, but no Sean Moreno. No Sean Moreno. Oh, remember him? Man. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Look, the crying and then stuff. Yeah, I remember. This that. is taking me back. Wow. How about Tebow in the playoffs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, I can do that. It was that was that was an actual one year wonder. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, he, if he would have stayed on on the Broncos, man, he would have still been think. Good. I, been good. I think he he's he had the same thing as like Blake Bortles syndrome, where it's like great defense and he was able to get wins and that's all that matters like i said but he wasn't able to show it any more than that because after that it was it was payton time so yeah exactly which i believe is unfair you win a playoff game and you get rid of your quarterback come on kind of like the buffalo bills they didn't win a playoff game but they were there with tarod taylor yeah or the Mm. tennessee titans who won a playoff game and then Mm. fired their coach Mm, okay, fair enough. I tell you what, there will never be a bigger one-hit wonder in the NFL, though, than Peyton Hillis. Yep. He sets the standard. He's the poster boy for it. Mm-hmm. So I tell you what, looking at the NFL three weeks in, 
to me, there seems like there are two teams that are clearly better than everybody else. To me, it's New England number one, Kansas City number two. Would you guys agree or disagree? Agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. All right. Then who's that number three team? Because there's some some gray areas here. A lot of people say Dallas. I'm not saying Dallas isn't or can't be, but I I don't trust the schedule they've played. I do mm-hmm. think that largely the numbers they put up, as impressive they've been, have been a product of their schedule. I still don't think Dallas is a Super Bowl team. I don't even know if they're going to be a uh, NFC Championship team this year. Yeah, they don't look like a legitimate contender. Anyone can beat the Dolphins by sixteen, right? Mm. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a pretty. Actually, they were <laughs> they were about to lose if, if Josh Rosen could have got a touchdown that first drive. So it was kind of oh the the first drive that that's the tell all. Right? Uh, that, no, because after the first half, it was I believe the score it was even. It was ten six, I think. And they did they did beat them by twenty five. Just oh twenty five. I thought it was twenty two to six. Close enough. Well, either (laughs) way, your math is wrong, but it's all right. Either either way, Um, but still, like even like like we've talked about, even in that game, they won by twenty five, and it still didn't feel like that good a win for Dallas, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. This could be their first opportunity to really strut their stuff against New Orleans, but I personally, I'd put Green Bay ahead of them Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I think Green Bay is my number three team right now. They've looked so solid. Okay. All right. Green Bay at number three. Dude, when Aaron Rodgers has a defense, watch out, man. Watch out. They seem to play four quarters against Denver, but that was against Denver on the road. And prior to that game, they had played one good quarter out of their first eight. So Green Bay's a good team. I'm not taking away from them, but I don't know that I'm ready to put them up that high. Well, here's the thing is, yeah, they only played one good quarter, but even still, they're like somehow when I've watched them, I've gone, that's a good team. They are the, a good team. The, I, I have watched them, and I go, Marquez Valdez-Scaling, man, something's up with him. Devontae Hams is getting double, triple covered. Man, but he's still putting up some receptions and yards. And then Geronimo Allison in that slot, that's, that's dangerous. Then you look at the backfield. Aaron Jones, you're like, man, he's got five touchdowns so far this year. Or he's, he's, he's doing well. I don't think it's five touchdowns, but mm-hmm. he's getting in that end zone. Two touchdowns last week. And I'm looking at I'm looking at everything, and there's not a single place on that team where I'm like they are weak at that position. Maybe the secondary, but Adrian Amos has looked better than most people thought. Could you make a case that a team with a loss could be in that number three spot? Baltimore, I would consider maybe That's up there. That's where I was going. Yeah. yeah, I think Baltimore could be considered up there. I want to say Seattle could also be considered up there, but they just I don't know. Not yet. No. I think Not they yet. might get there, but they've been slow to start the year for me. How about the Rams? Me. They're 3-0, but their three wins have been sort of lackluster right. as well. Would you consider right. them at all? Not for number three, no. Mm, uh, they're the best 3-0 team. Or not the best 3-0 team. They're the best 3-0 team that have won close games, in my opinion. As in like... What? Okay. So let, me, <laughs> let me elaborate. Let me elaborate on what I'm saying. So... You have, so you have, okay. I already knew it was going to be Chiefs and Patriots. Thank mm-hmm. goodness they're in the same division. So hey, well, same, conference. same conference, same conference. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness for that one. Um, so if I'm looking at it, besides that, I guess the best team in an NFC. How about that? Let me go. Best team in NFC okay. is Rams. At least right now, you can't really you can't really argue that they're not. I'd say the Packers just like look better than them. Goff is not. He doesn't hold a candle to. Uh, to to Rodgers. That's and that that okay. defense that defense obvious. that defense looks legit. Rams defense is a little better. Would you say you say a little bit name one of their corners. A keep to leave? Oh yeah, keep to leave. What? <laughs> Nico Roby Coleman? Yeah. The pass interference guy. Let's not talk about that. Had to do it to him. That's a little, a little open wound, still a little open healing. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going to go with it. 
Well, no, no. Honestly. That secondary still like gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Like Eric Weddle's getting older. Clay Matthews isn't the same player as he was. Like there, there yeah, are a couple. Clay really hasn't looked that well. There are a couple questions on that defense for the Rams, and there really aren't that those questions. Like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith had five sacks this past weekend. Five sacks between the two of them. But I mean, the and the, or the other person they picked up this off season to be in that front seven, uh, what's his name, uh, Rashawn Gary in the draft. Mm-hmm. He also had a sack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like everybody that they've picked up so far, except Billy Turner, who's looked awful on the offensive line. But everybody they picked up in the off season so far has looked so good. So you say Packers at three? I'd say I'd say Packers at three, personally. I I mean I want to personally say the Saints, but I can't say that <laughs> until we beat Dallas. So until then, you could oh. say that if if Drew Brees was still in, I'd, I I'd be okay with you saying. Well, that. and that's the thing. Even if Dallas does beat the Saints on Sunday night, they're still not going to get validity because people are going to say that they beat a Drew Breesless Saints team. So people aren't going to take this Dallas team seriously until when? Um, well, I haven't looked at their schedule, but mm-hmm. no. I mean, if you honestly watch, I mean, if you know. The Saints, and you know the football team, and you know what Sean Payton can do with people that aren't superstars. You would know that a win against them is still a win, especially in the dome, which mm-hmm. is extremely hard to win. That's a win for the Cowboys. That's a win. I'll definitely put them up there as legitimate. Um, you said title you, contenders. You said people don't wouldn't consider this a good win. Would you consider it a good win? If New Orleans beat Dallas? No, if Dallas beat New Orleans. If Dallas beat New Orleans, I think any time you beat the Saints in the Superdome, it's a good win. Okay, that's fair. But everybody's just going to look at because Drew Brees, they made such a big deal, but they don't understand how. So is is this more of a Drew Brees isn't that good, or is this a Teddy Bridgewater is better than people expected, or is this a Sean Payton is way better than people give him credit for? That's what it Sean is. Sean Payton. Sean okay. Payton knows how to scheme well. He used Taysom Hill, but not as much because, you know, that's a, that's the backup quarterback now. So if Teddy goes down, you can't really use him too much. Well, and yeah, with a guy like Teddy, I feel like just taking out one of your receivers to put in the quarterback is kind of a risky move. Exactly. So he he the strategy the strategy was to make that to make him not throw downfield, really because I mean he wasn't too used to the offense yet. But he's it was against Seattle's defense, which isn't as what it used to be. So he's gonna have to scheme up something a whole lot different for Dallas defense. What's the scheme gotta be? Um, please, please, please take care of that D line because last year Breeze couldn't could not stand in the pocket. Could not. So Demarcus Lawrence is the key, is the X factor in this one. Oh, of course. Okay, I, I can see that. But I don't, I don't think Teron Armstead played last year that that game. So we have him back. So that could, that can help. But still, that front seven is going to be iffy. Kamara is going to, Kamara is not going to get his yards up the That's middle. That's a good matchup, Kamara versus Leighton Vander. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to get his yards up the middle. He's going to have to, you know, do his little receiving stuff. That's a good linebacking back. core if Sean Lee's healthy. Mm-hmm. Who? Sean Lee is <laughs> never healthy. <laughs> I mean, so don't worry about it. He's healthy right now, right? Give it time. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, you guys mentioned domes, and that's what made me think of this. You know who else is going to be playing in a dome this weekend is Pat Mahomes, and his numbers are just going to look unfathomable, like Madden on rookie mode. Patrick Mahomes playing inside a dome stadium. Who did I play this week? The Lions. <laughs> That's a real test for the Lions fans now because I've been really nice to the Lions on there now because they've been winning. So if they somehow can pull this win off, you won't see me. Before. Even still, like <laughs> I just want, I, I like something's gonna happen, right? Against the Chargers, it was three, it was two missed field goals by the Chargers and an Austin Eckler fumble at the goal line that won that game. Mm-hmm. Against the Eagles, it was not one, not two. 
but seven dropped passes, <laughs> including two in the end zone, mm-hmm. to beat the Eagles. Like, if they beat the Chiefs, something has to have happened, right? Right. That's let, me, fair. let me ask you this. Out of the uh, maybe the two bottom tier, can we call them, three and O teams, if you put Buffalo and San Francisco on the field together, who wins? Neutral field, who would you have in that game? You know, you know who I want to say. I know who you want to say, but do you think that they would do it? No. no. I, I think uh, Buffalo has a better defense than people give them credit for. Uh, Josh Allen, he, he's, he's taken a step forward this year. He's actually completing passes, and he's actually and he looks to, he doesn't look to run as much, but he runs in smarter situations. And it's led to like good stats. And like even without Devin Singletary, their their backfield has still looked pretty solid. The offensive line ain't looking too bad as they were last year. Like there are no like bad points other than the receiver core for uh, for Buffalo. And I will say Buffalo's biggest problem on offense is passing because they have a bad receiver core and their quarterback isn't the most accurate. But San Francisco's secondary is so porous and so, which is why I want them to get Jalen Ramsey. By the way, but. That's it's, fair. Yeah, if yeah, they get Jalen Ramsey, they can move Tarverius more to safety, and it just creates a lot more depth in that area. But Buffalo, Buffalo is a way more complete team, in my opinion. One more, real quick, before we go to break: Buffalo or the Lions? Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> you guys yeah. are giving the Lions a shot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I would either. I didn't give the Lions a shot against Los Angeles and Philadelphia either, though. So, yep, they've surprised us before. Yep. Right now, they're not giving us a lot of reason, other than one bad quarter against Arizona. They haven't given us a lot of reason to doubt them. That's fair. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll take a look at the top five in passing, rushing, and receiving yards through the first three weeks of the season. Who is the most surprising to have up there next on ESPN UP? Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, and John Michael Hoefling with you. Here's your Sports Center update. Toronto Maple Leafs forward Austin Matthews is facing a disturbing the peace charge in Arizona following an incident last May. The team says Matthews is cooperating with authorities. Earlier this week, a Philadelphia man saved several babies from a burning building. He caught the babies as they were dropped from the building's windows. Then he took a shot at Nelson Aguilar while he was being interviewed. Did you guys see that? Yep. How great was that? That was amazing. The guy saving babies that are being dropped from the burning building, you know, to try and save their life, hoping someone would catch them, and this guy did. And then, (laughs) something this serious, he takes a shot at Nelson Aguilar. It's just like the perfect Eagles fan stereotype. I seen a guy hanging out the window, you know, screaming that his kids was in there and things like that. So I, I ran to the back door, see if it was open, and it was. I ran upstairs, and then I was greeted with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up, and ironically, being my one of my, ex, my old coworkers took the ladder off the off the truck, raised it up, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. Wow. We was catching them. Unlike Aguilar. Either way, Nelson Aguilar did the classy thing. He went to Twitter last night, and he invited the man and his entire family to come to an Eagles game. Yeah. How about that? Good on Nelson Aguilar. Yep. And finally, Inspire Foods, the parent company of Buffalo Wild Wings, Arby's, and Sonic, has now bought Jimmy John's. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. That is your Sports Center update. Tanner Hoops with you, along with Michael and Tyree. Glad to have you along, as always. Through the first three weeks of the NFL season, we've got some surprises in the passing, rushing, and receiving yards categories. I'm going to give you the top five in each. You guys tell me who is the most surprising in whichever spot, 
and why. Let's start with passing. Number five with 928 yards is Matt Ryan. Number four, 933 yards, Case Keenum. Third with 944 yards, Phillip Rivers. Second with 978 yards, Andy Dalton. And first with a 200-yard cushion, 1,195 total is Pat Mahomes. There's one that I'm not shocked at all that he is where he is and he's thrown for as much as he has. Mm -hmm. There's two that don't surprise me. And then the two others I'm pretty surprised about. It's hard for me to pick between Andy Dalton being second or Case Keenum being fourth and passing three mm-hmm. weeks into the year. Well, the fact is that Case Keenum has nobody. He has no running game. Mm-hmm. Darius Geis has heard Adrian Peterson ain't playing to what he was, mm-hmm. and he has no receivers. His best receiver is Vernon Davis or Terry McLaurin. So the fact that he's up there is astounding, in my opinion. That's that's. I really didn't expect you to say that Case Keenum would. That's very surprising. I, I think Keenum is the most surprising to be in the top five for me. Andy Dalton is surprising that he's number two and he's thrown for that many yards. Mm-hmm. But his new head coach is the quarterback's coach for Jared Goff when they went to the Super Bowl last year. So maybe we should have seen a little bit of an uptick offensively. And it is surprising still, just not as much as Case Keenum being in the top well, five. Plus, he's had a lot of stuff go his way. Yeah, A.J. Green is hurt, but Tyler Boyd has been really good. Uh, John Ross has really stepped into a nice thing more on him later, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tyler Eifert is hurt yet still healthy yeah exactly so he's had a little that's very surprising and plus joe mixon has played poorly through these first three weeks which has relied on which has made the offense rely more on andy dalton passing so a lot of joe bernard a lot yeah yeah. so a lot of stuff has gone right for andy dalton to be at where he is but i don't think that's going to last for much longer how about top rushers three weeks into the season number five on the list with 257 yards is mark ingram number four 289 yards ezekiel elliott Number three, 299 yards, Marlon Mack. Number two, 318 yards, Christian McCaffrey. And number one with 375 yards is Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. What surprises you on that list other than Dalvin Cook still being healthy yep, three that, that, of the year? I was going to yeah, make yeah. that joke, Tanner. Dang yeah. it. <laughs> Marlon Mack. Yeah, that's the only one that really surprised really? me. Really? I didn't yeah. realize he was rushing for that much. I'm not surprised by that. I know he had a really good first week. Mm-hmm. He had like 180 his first week or something like that. Yeah. Was something really good his first week. After but. the injury to Luck, or not the injury, I guess, but the retirement of Andrew <laughs> Luck, you knew he was going to be the workhorse. They weren't going to be throwing near as much. I'm not shocked by this, to be honest with you. I think I'm a little more surprised at Evan Ingram. Uh, excuse me, Evan Ingram. How about Mark Ingram and I, the job that he's done? Yeah. yeah, I didn't think because, you know, it, um, the offense, the heat, John said it was going to be different. Mm-hmm. Or whatever revolutionary but i didn't think i, I thought it was going to be like a little mix of the runs a little more and i didn't realize that mark ingram still had as much juice well, we, as he did and i knew we talked about how mark ingram was a uh, was definitely a good back and everything leaving new orleans and all that stuff but i didn't think he was still top five right well here's the thing we everybody knew that baltimore was going to run a lot and everybody knew that Mark Ingram was by far the number one back. Who's competing for carries? We with just Mark thought Ingram? Lamar Jackson was going to be the one running a lot. Yeah, yeah there it is. Well, <laughs> yeah, but who's the one competing with Mark Ingram for, for carries right now? Nobody. Gus Edwards? Alex Collins? No. That for real? No, no. Exactly. Not even none of them. So, so, whereas like the other guys, like Marlon Mack still had Naheem Hines, and I know a lot of people were high on him before the season and stuff like he that. He had a good year last year. Yeah, he, saying, he, yeah. He, had a, he had a good year. So there were some things not going Marlon Mack's way, but I don't think that there's – I mean, they're, Baltimore's leading a lot of the time. They're getting to the goal line. 
which is marking room territory because nobody's competing for carries, but they're leading a lot, which means they're going to run more often and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Baltimore has the right scenario for Mark Ingram to succeed. It's the same scenario that he had with the Saints, where when they get out in front with Alvin Kamara, all of a sudden they're handing it off more often to Mark Ingram. Mm -hmm. So it's the same sort of situation. So I'm not too surprised to see him in the top five, but Marlon Mack, on the other hand. Will Mark Ingram be a one-hit wonder if he doesn't repeat this? What do you mean if he doesn't repeat this? Like if he doesn't repeat this next year? Like mm -mm, at least no. his first Mark three Ingram, games of Mark the season. Mark Ingram has had like a pretty decent career thus far. Yeah, I'd but say. right now he looks like a franchise running back. Uh, he he was a, a Saints franchise running back for years until... Is he the Saints all-time leading rusher? Second. Behind Reggie Bush? Mm, Reggie Bush is not first, no. Who's first? Um, Deuce McAllister. Really? Deuce. Isn't it Deuce? Uh, actually, yeah, okay. That yeah. was a guess. I thought it was. Okay, oh, okay. hold on. Um, He's going to look it up. Uh -huh. <laughs> I thought of another one-hit wonder. Remember New England a few years ago, speaking of New England running backs? Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How great is yeah, that? He had a couple good How years. great is that? Look at Tyree's face. Did he, did, yeah. did, did, he, did he have a couple good years with, uh, with Cincinnati? I don't even remember. Oh, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill. That's, a one wonder, That's another one. Where is he now? I think yeah. he's in New England. He's really? just hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is National yeah. One Hit Wonder Day. Yeah. Deuce McAllister. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow, well done, Tim. Now, radio voice of the New Orleans Saints. Mm. Mark That's a is second. <laughs> really? If, if he, I, I, I would never have guessed Deuce McAllister. No. Right. Do the other three in that list, we talked about Mac, we talked about Ingram. Do the other three surprise you? Cook being number one, McCaffrey two, and Zeke four? That surprised me, Dalvin Cook being one. I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the top five. Well, you have, a, you have a quarterback that can't pass. So, Well, he's coming off injury, and he has a coach that loves to run. So it's not necessarily surprising to me that he is getting the number of attempts. Mm -hmm. But it is a little surprising to me to see that he is this good off of injury again. But he's still going to get this number of attempts as long as he's healthy. Can we just notice real quick that the top two running backs, in terms of pure yardage, are the people that have quarterbacks that aren't good at throwing? Leave Cam Newton alone. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to stop bagging on Cam. Just, just a little, just a little bit, okay? All right, moving on. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Let's go. Let's go to the receiving group. Number five in receiving yards through the first three weeks of the season, 284 yards is Travis Kelsey, our only mm -hmm. tight end. Number four, 288 yards, Odell Beckham Jr. Number three, 292 yards, John Ross. Number two, with 311 yards, Sammy Watkins. And number one with 404 yards, Keenan Allen. Is anybody more surprising than John Ross on that list? Nope. The only person I feel like you can make an argument for is Sammy Watkins. Yes. But if you knew that Tyreek Hill was going to be hurt, I feel like you'd be able to say, okay, I could see that. Right. Mm. Two right? of the top five are Kansas City Chiefs, and none of them are Tariq Hill. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I know, yeah. but, but if you would have said that before the beginning of the season, who would have thought that? Not oh, knowing oh, that he was right. going to get hurt. How far back is Demarcus Robinson? Because I know he's had two straight 100-yard games. He's got to be up there. Yeah, he's got to be. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's top 10. He might oh, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Mecole Hardman had a, what, 180-yard game this past week, too? Mm -hmm. So, mm. Okay, yeah. I'm not... Mm. Anybody in that Kansas City Chief passing game. I, I really thought Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy would be more involved, but they're not at all. Mm -hmm. They're so far back in terms of rush yards per game. That's fair. I think I had John Ross on my fantasy team the first two years that he was in the league because I was impressed with him at Washington when they made the college football playoff, and now I got sick of him and didn't want him this year, and now he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's finally coming to that role because he well, was going to he be wasn't a very good. He wasn't very good last week. No, but he's still top three in receiving yards this year. Yep. 
No, but I mean, I mean, like you thought because he his forty was he he has the fastest forty, fastest forty of all time. Yeah, exactly. So everybody thought he was just gonna get the deep bombs and everything, and he did not show up his first didn't uh, two you, years. Didn't you Usain Bolt run the forty? How fast did he do it? In Four one three and in tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just yeah. want to see because every, like I don't know. Everybody says that Tyreek Hill could be in the Olympics as a sprinter, and he could. Like, have you did you see that thing that they did? Where they put the red line in for Tyree Kill. Sports mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. put they put it to. The, he would have come like fourth or something like that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Dude's fast. I tell you what, we were talking about the top wide receivers prior to the season starting. We were putting up lists like Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas would be up there. I think a few of us had OBJ maybe as a top five wide receiver. Devontae Adams. We were thinking Devontae. You were thinking Devontae <laughs> Adams. <laughs> Julio Jones, Adam Thielen. <laughs> Instead, we get Sammy Watkins and John Ross in the top I know. three. Well, in Travis terms of, Kelsey is top three. It's top five, too. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I, I could have seen that. If you said that, I wouldn't be too surprised. What? Especially with Tyreek Hill out. If you told me Tyreek Hill will be injured um, and one tight end will be in the top five in receiving, like, is there any doubt in your mind that it would be Travis Kelsey? George Kittle. You thought maybe George Kittle? Yeah, I do. I mean, I guess. Think, yeah, I think, guess. think about it. Who's, their, who's the other? That's their number one receiving target. I mean, not right now. Right now, it looks like Dante Pettis, which that's a whole other can of worms <laughs> I'm not getting into. But it's fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I would think George Kittle after the year he had, like mm, he's I been understand. disappointing so far. You think so? I think he's been disappointing in terms of fantasy output. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's the same thing as drawing a lot of coverage from uh, for, with Devonte Adams, and he's drawing a lot of coverage. Julio Jones is drawing a lot of coverage. Uh, what's his face? Mike Evans is drawing a lot of coverage, or at least he was for the first two weeks. And then as soon as they, as soon as they took that coverage, they're like, "We got to focus more on Chris Godwin." Forty-five points, three touchdowns. Like it was crazy. Yes, but, he was great. Yeah, that was, that was anybody great. who Still get, lost to you. Anybody man, who draws a lot of coverage is going to get a lot. Like the fact that the like that's what having a deep receiving core does for for your team, right? Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Any one of them can have a good day at any point. Mm-hmm. Whereas like guys. Guys like Devontae Adams, guys like Keenan Allen. Uh, the fact that Keenan Allen is doing so well surprises me uh, a little three, bit. They have three good receivers. They have two. I put my, uh, Mike Williams. Who's Mike their Williams, third? Travis. Um, Travis Benjamin. Benjamin. You can say Travis Benjamin is a decent. He's a he's a good deep threat. He's a good returner. Would you? What would you say about that, Tanner? He's borderline. You, you so you would say well, like the last time I remember him actually being a threat in the receiving game was when he was with Cleveland. Cleveland. With the right quarterback, he can be a really good weapon. So is Philip yeah. Rivers the right quarterback? It's not. I would he like hasn't to think cut so. Yet, so he hasn't got cut. Yet. He hasn't <laughs> been cut, cut in a couple of years, man. Hey, he's gonna have man. a good weekend this weekend because you know who they're playing. The Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh he's my. He's gonna have really? a really good weekend. Hey guys, Austin. Who wants Austin Eckler? Because Austin, Austin Eckler, uh, Austin Eckler is going to have like a forty-point performance this week. Exactly. Please give him to me. I mean, Adam Thielen, dude. Uh, what? <laughs> All right. Anyways, move, move. he's not even top twenty this year, man. Dude, Tanner, what is wrong with him? I know. I know. He doesn't he's listen. He's cutthroat. He's heartless. He's cruel. He's cold-blooded. Yeah. Chaos is a ladder, folks. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, we'll figure something out. I'll let these guys fight during the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Melvin Gordon. Stick with Austin Eckler. I'm sure that's going to be fuel to the fire. His return might be coming quicker than you think. And that's next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP. 
WQP app. If you missed any part of the show today, get caught up on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple I Store, Google Play, or look up ESPNUP.com. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hoefling with you. Don't forget, we're live from Calumet Coliseum tomorrow afternoon as we bring you the sports pen from Kraft Hockeyville in the Kiwanee Peninsula of Michigan. These two have been going back and forth at each other. I feel the need to separate them at some <laughs> point. Uh, and to set the scene for our listeners, Tyree walked in here to do the show, and the first thing that John Michael says to him, not, hi, hello, how are you, Tyree? <laughs> nice to see you again. It I see is, you every day, folks. Do you want Austin Eckler? And starts trying to trick Tyree, not trade, trick Tyree <laughs> into giving up a quality player for Austin Eckler, knowing full well that Melvin Gordon... <laughs> is likely going to come back in the near future. Adam Schefter reported this morning that it could be as early as Thursday and banking on Tyree not knowing that Adam Schefter had reported that earlier this morning. Yeah, you're a terrible person, man. I don't, I don't know how to talk to you anymore. Um, I don't think we could work together, man. Tanner, you got some, you got some free employment over here? I'm ready to come, ready to come over. He is a terrible person. Oh, oh my God. God. Right, yeah, um... Alright, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, just try it. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I did I did offer Austin Eckler to Tyree uh, weeks ago uh, for Adam Thielen, and he turned that down. That was this is before we knew that Austin Eckler was going to be was going to be gone. That was a horrible. And he thing, already man. turned it down. So I feel like it, I'm sort of being like joking when I ask for uh, Adam Thielen right now because now you know his value's gone down, but. I mean, there's still some, there's still some value, and he's the one that told me weeks ago that when Melvin Gordon came back, there was a there was a pretty good chance that Eckler would still be the top receiver, would still be the top back, because one, we don't know how out of shape Gordon's going to be, we don't know how well he, how long it's going to take for him to fit in, fit back into that offense, and now that we've seen Eckler in lead back duties, we know how good he is. He was trying to trick me weeks ago, too. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, trying to trick you weeks ago. I said straight up, I said, I need to get rid of Eckler because Gordon is going to be coming back at some point. You said you don't know if Gordon's going to be coming back. I You're the one that tried to convince... Tyler Boyd and Christian Kirk. <sighs> well, yeah, to give a little backstory on this, Tyree is interested in getting Eckler. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you are interested, but because you know that Gordon is coming back, you're not willing to give up as much as you once were. I would never. Why would I give up Adam Thielen? No, no. <laughs> well, this he, is, no, here's that's the thing. stupid. He, he's trying to offer me Tyler Boyd, but we all know Tyler Boyd's not going to be as good when A.J. Green gets back. I'll give you Deshaun Jackson, too, then. No, like you're offering me three receivers. I have Kenny Galladay. I have Julio Jones. How, how and good has Kenny been doing? Kenny, Kenny's been really good besides this last week. Other than this last week, he had 3.7 points. But other than that, he's been really, really, really good. In fact, he was a top 15 wide receiver before this last week. I think he still might be top 15. I'm done talking to you because you're not. You're not. <laughs> you, you need you're to get, not giving me what I want. I'm, I just you want Eckler, like, <laughs> and, and I will give you Tyler Boyd. But, who are your backs this week, Tyree? Um, my backs right now. Ooh. He has one back. I have Zeke <laughs> and Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman. <laughs> this is this is Whoa. another reason why he wants Eckler. That's Saquon's backup for reference. For those who don't know, well, Wayne Gallman will start at running back for the New York Giants this weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Watch, watch him get 150 rushing yards. I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised because exactly. you know, but also it's Wayne Gallman. All all I need is one week, man. <laughs> but like, well, you're gonna need another week because eventually Zeke's gonna have a bye. And guess what? I'll throw Wayne Gallman in there. <laughs> Hopefully Saquon's out long enough. Um, but I need to, like, the only thing on my team that I'm concerned about, because I have Wilson, I have I have so many good backs. I have Chris Carson and Joe Mixon on my bench, guys. Like, 
That's so many. Give good. me. A, I'll give you someone for Tyler. You know what? We, I need. I, I need. I need. A, I need a receiver. I need somebody who's will, who doesn't have good running backs who's willing to give me a solid potentially starting running back uh, wide receiver. Is Tyler Boyd not starter? Um, Until AJ Green gets back. When's that? When's that happening? AJ Green, he's been like on the questionable list for coming back for the last two weeks. I'm looking at who I have on here. I'm thinking about making Tyree a trade. Thank you. There we go. Let's, Let's see. see. What we got, Tanner. Let's see. My three running backs. I've got Kamara, and I'm not trading him. Marlon uh-huh. Mack, and Ooh. I would need something pretty sweet for him. And then I do have Melvin Gordon. Ooh. Yeah, but that hey, hey, changes you, things a little hey, bit. Uh, and I play you this weekend, Michael. I'm yeah, going to blow true. your doors off. Hey, this I'm weekend. projected to win by eight this week. Oh. That's a pretty big margin. Oh. Listen, I mean. Eckler's playing Miami, man. In fact, you know what? I kind of want, it... want Melvin. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I'll give, I'll give you Calvin Ridley. Hmm. No. I don't know. Okay, I'll, gi- I'll give you. Eric Ebron and the, Calvin Ridley. Guys, we're giving you a pristine look into what a general manager's office look, <laughs> probably looks like in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> this was probably worse, the scene that was going on here during the break. Oh, <laughs> Two had to be separated from each other. We're going to have to talk about this after the show. All right, this all right. is some big stuff right here. Because we need to join forces and beat Michael this weekend. Basically. <laughs> basically. Because Michael is a terrible human being, he, he really I mean, is. Like, I mean, like, yeah. he was my I'm not, friend, man. I'm but, not going to deny that. <laughs> yeah, I, good because I've offered you a lot, and you just want to take it. So well, really here, here's you. the thing: you can offer me a lot of trash for one diamond. That still means it's trash. <laughs> wow. No, I'm I, the only a person lot of coal for a diamond. And guess so what? So you think I can make more diamonds? Exactly. Hmm. Hmm. I like your analogy. There you go. I am a sucker for a good analogy. There you go. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Tyler Boyd, Austin Eckler. <laughs> I'll consider it, man. I'll consider there we go. With that, that's a good note to leave off on. Plus, we're out of time. I tell you what, you two, it has been fun. It has been something else. It always is with you guys. What are you guys doing over at ABC Ten here coming up? Well, if if you ca- in case you guys didn't see, we did uh, we did our ne- our last Thursday throwdown on a Tuesday uh, for some odd reason, but we did it and uh, it was pretty good. I think it turned out pretty well with uh, Haley Wickstrom over at NMU. Mm-hmm. So Tyree is looking to do his first one, and he's considering oh. a couple people, including Mr. Taylor Delangelo after the week he had last Be week. Be a good pick. Yeah, over at Westwood. So he's considering that. Um, but yeah, he he's not the best thrower of the football. He's That's good. That's an Tyree, not Taylor. No, Taylor's insane. At Taylor threw the ball pretty well. So so point. we're not sure we're not sure what sort of competition because Tyree is good at everything else when it comes to football. He's better at everything else than me in football except throwing. Yeah, throwing. We can't. We ooh, my goodness, I might throw my arm out. I don't know about <laughs> that one. We're gonna have to. We're gonna so, figure so something out. Tyree was a running back in college. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll figure something out. But yeah, Tyree's looking to do his first one. I'm looking forward to it because, in case you couldn't tell, he is by far a better athlete than myself. So this will be this will definitely be a fun challenge. Maybe we may even do a um, a track one um, later in the year, mm. later in the semester. You know, he wants me to run track. I really mm. need to see Michael <laughs> run. That is the thing that I want this whole semester to see Michael run. So you know, look forward to that one possibly. Be on the lookout for those guys. What they have coming up on ABC Ten. Plug your ears, guys, because just for one night. Oh my God! Is this again? Yes, you're doing it again. Again, again. I'll <sighs> be on Local Three tonight, talking a little football with Jake Durant. Check that out, but check out ABC Ten as well. That is it for us here in ESPN UP. See you tomorrow from Calumet. Hoops out on ESPN UP.